Hi, Christina Parcastle here. Welcome to a second episode of the Songwrite Podcast. We have a lot of material today from the amazing Keenan Barrett of Austin, Texas. Instead of a formal opening monologue, so to speak, I'm going to start by sharing a piece of conversation that came up during our interview and recording session. It's really interesting to hear what, what happens naturally for people because they often assume, oh, well, that's just because it's the simplest thing. And in, in reality, it's the simplest thing for, for, for the you, individual. for the individual, which right. is fascinating um, because it's not always the right. same thing. I also know people who've played instruments for 10 or 15 years and never thought to write a song. Right. And people like you or I, I wrote my first song before I could play <gasps> any instrument. I mean, I just wrote. I was. I could sing. It just came I wrote, out. Of I wrote a melody. I was like, I, I went to. I went to church actually, and the praise band was singing a song that one of the guys on the praise band had written. And I yeah. said, Oh, people can write songs like real people that I yeah. know. I was eight years old. I was like, I could do that. That's not hard. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. That's <laughs> the spirit. Home, I went exactly. and wrote one. Right. It's that spirit that people lose over time that they need to hold on to. That's, That's the very trick. true. Yeah. It's very true. And I feel like people who start younger. They tend to do it yeah. just even on the side for the rest of their life. Whereas if somebody gets to 18 and they've never written a song, they start to think that it's magic. It, they overthink it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the points of what we're working on here. And what I'm working on here is to try and give people an insight into the process. And there is no song that has been created at this point in time. And you hear something created live and you realize it's not magic. Yeah, it's a process. It, and, and not a not a magical thing. It's a craft just like carpentry. Mm-hmm. You, know? you have to learn how to use the tools first, and then you learn how to put the tools to the wood. And then... Now it will take about eight minutes to learn a bit about Keenan's background in his own words, including hearing his very first song before jumping straight into our live session. Just a warning that there are a few swear words in today's recording, so please be aware of that if you're worried about any young ears. My name is Keenan Barrett. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, currently living in Austin, Texas. Grew up there until it was about 11 years old and uh, moved out here after my dad died when I was six. Um, went to college for theater directing and music composition. So you are trained in composition. When... Did you write your first song? Well, I guess I would say I wrote my first song very quickly after I picked up the guitar for the first time. And um, basically, once you learn three chords, three or four chords, you want to start making your own songs out of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can't even remember, honestly, what, what the first song I wrote was, but it was probably something about, I don't know, about my sheets or, like, my, my shoes on the ground or... I started learning a lot of songs by the band Dispatch. They were, uh, you know, some some people know Dispatch. It's kind of like one of those college jam bands like OAR or, mm-hmm. you know, something that a frat, frat kid might listen to. Um, but it, I was just really drawn to them. There was a simplicity to their songs. There was kind of a... They were doing something with songwriting that was kind of taking the, the structural foundation of a simple song and adding flourishes here and there and slight changes that made them more interesting. And I was really drawn to that because it was, there were songs that were easy to pick up, the basics were easy to pick up, um, but as you became more familiar with the songs, they were, you could add more flourishes in, but it wasn't like trying to pick up a, a Metallica song or something like that, you know, you really have to spend a long time getting your hands used to. It's... Do you remember the first song you wrote that you thought, 
hey, this is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> or has that ever happened? Some <laughs> people, right. there, some people <laughs> write entire albums or hundreds of songs and they are plagued by insecurity. And some exactly. people, they write their right. third song and they're like, I'm, you know, I'm Taylor <laughs> I'm Swift. Really... I'm, you know, I'm the Beatles. I'm yeah, Sia. Yep, Sia. I wish I had Bruno Taylor Mars. confidence, but mm-hmm. I don't, I'd say probably uh, I, I got into a real folk bluegrass kind of kick. I've just always really loved simple songs. Simple songs really, really the raw aspect to it, you know, the recording. So I got into a kick uh, playing these kind of folky songs, and I, I guess it's it's a little bit sexist. I was trying to write it in the in the vein of an old bluegrass tune, and mm-hmm. I, I was inspired by the song Pretty Polly about marrying this girl and then immediately murdering her. It's just like it's just horrible. It's like. Uh, it's a tradition. It's a bluegrass staple. Okay. I don't know how it became that way, but <laughs> I kind of tried to write a song. It's a little much more tame than than pretty. It's not really about murder, but I just kind of I kind of liked it. It was called uh, what was it? It didn't really have a name, did it? I guess it, it was just. I guess you're gonna have me play it. Yeah, yeah I'd love for you to play it. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm just gonna call this one "Maggie" as a stand-in title because it's the name of the girl in the song. Now Maggie, why did you go treating me that way? You rained on me with misery both every night and day. I was just a foolish boy when you done set yourself on me. I wish I'd known those years ago the demon that you'd be, yeah. Look into your eyes and see the coldness of the sea As far as I can get from you is where I want to be I need a marijuana cigarette to stand the way you whine Must have drunk too much corn liquor to want to make you mine Sounds a lot like you, yeah. That's about all I got from that song. How old were you when you wrote that song? How many years ago was that? That was freshman year of college. So I was, uh, how old was I about then? Uh, 18, 18 or 19, something around then. Right. Uh, and it's about 10 years later now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's almost a decade old song. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I, it, it ages well. Okay, oh, yeah. It makes a lot more sense for a twenty-seven-year-old to it sing it than an eighteen. It definitely makes a lot more sense for a twenty-seven-year-old. Yeah, a lot of those things just definitely apply to me. And I, I never had a, a girlfriend that bad, so I wasn't really inspired by true events. It was just kind of inspired by true events that happened to other artists. And <laughs> the first step, uh, for most artists, is emulation is the key to success. Yeah, especially especially in the first when you're first starting out, there's there's hardly a master who's ever existed who whose first song they wrote was right. completely unique, unlike anything else, right? They move into their style of right. being a visionary, and they start with being, you know, the Beatles or, right. you know, Johnny Cash. Mozart started out as 
a baby buck. And then he, it only took him six years to, to really get good. But So you write in this style, but I'm sure when you had a composition degree, you've written in many other types of styles. I'm sure you've written with pen on paper, in a, you know, on, a, on a treble and a bass clef. What are the other types of styles you write in and what's your favorite? Um, kind of had a kick for a while. I wanted to write music for video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really intrigued by the idea of writing dynamic music, music that piece can go from one place to another place just based on where the, the story moves. I, I just thought that was really interesting, and I did some experimentation with that. Um, I've worked with I've worked with some groups, but yeah, I would say that I would say that folk is probably my my favorite to do. It's just it's the easiest to get. Uh, it's, it's raw, it, there's, it creates a kind of energy, it, it's very welcoming, it, uh, it's very crowd-oriented music, so mm-hmm. that's what I really like about it. All right, well, I think uh, we should get started. Uh, okay. So, do you have any inspirations? Like, is, is there an idea that's been floating around in your head for a while that you've been like, I really need to sit down and write that song? <sighs> well, you know, I had the idea while I was driving here. Um, this might be cliched at this point, especially in Austin, but I just really want to wanted to write a song about traffic. Um, usually I'm a, I'm a uh, instrumental before lyrics kind of guy. I just kind of fiddle around, tinker with different chords and weird things on the guitar, and then I layer some hopefully insightful lyrics on top of that. I'm mm-hmm. not usually a lyrics first kind of person, but maybe we can try something new. Well, let's see. Um, hmm. So we need something with, with anticipation. Let's create it. We have to create an emotion with, with the music. So... Um, we could start in minor. B minor is a pretty standard, good key. Or we could go with E minor. Let's see what we're thinking of. It's not sad because traffic doesn't make you feel sad. It makes you feel furious. So what chord expresses fury? Everything sounds a little bit light and fluffy on a ukulele, so maybe I have to slightly tune everything out. Let's see. No, that's probably terrible. <laughs> it does sound angrier. It sounds a little angrier, right. Um, how about falling? Uh, a falling pattern. It's kind of descending into madness. Let's see. tune is killing me, but maybe that's important. Got a feeling that it's important. So the pattern is starting on uh, B minor. I guess we don't really have to go into the chords, eh?
And we could change it slightly. That's the that's the biggest concern for a songwriter, just forgetting what you just played. The thing that worked in your mind and you wanted to keep going, but you didn't take the time to stop and write it down. That works. Okay. Great. So we have a verse. Um, hmm. We can't make it too happy. <laughs> oh, that could be good. Kind of crazy stuff in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Note for the listener: uh, a lot of songwriters, uh, if you watch them work, when they start getting louder, uh, they like what they have. <laughs> it's <laughs> like when they when they don't like it when you're you're like singing to yourself, da, 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 and then once it's good, you start to get louder. And you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to lyrics, so you've got yeah. something you kind of like right here. Okay. I, I, it sounds like it to me. Yeah, yeah. You, you plan it through without it'll, it'll too much. It'll do for it'll do for the time being. <laughs> it'll do for written in ten minutes, uh, which is a particular genre of music. Right. Um, although to be uh, to be fair, a lot of pop hits, most pop musicians will tell you, uh, the ones that are the best, uh, that you know, the chart the highest at least, are the ones that they wrote in twenty minutes. Yeah. The ones that they labored over for months are often, you know, the seventh song on the 12-track album, right? right? yeah. Um, so it doesn't have anything to do with quality. It's just a particular type of song. Right. So you were saying at the end, okay, I don't want it to be too happy, and then you found something you liked. So can you tell us that chord, those chords that you ended up right at the beginning, I mean, you, right. that, that, were, that were still in the sort of, that were happier than the chorus, 
yeah, it doesn't change the entire quality of the song. Mm -hmm. It's just a different thought in the same bubble of emotional emotion. Um, I think what I played before was something like, I just, you know, it was like all within, the same kind of paved paradise kind right. of thing <laughs> right and you know that could work it could work you know right. it could just be like oh we're all happy here in our traffic jam oh yeah we're gonna kill ourselves in our traffic jam everybody get a knife and stab yourself right now and it could be like just it could be like that's actually pretty funny but, um, it's funny or you could just do i i think it would work better with a little bit more because uh, it actually that change actually has a lot of the same movement as the mm -hmm. you, it, it sounds very similar right. but it's but it's a lot more of a, a tense tense chord as opposed right. to going to this is the tonic right. so when you when you go to the tonic or the one as it as right. it were that that's the home note you right. feel like you feel like everything came back around you know? right right and then Depending on where you put the tonic, in this song, I haven't really played the tonic. You know, everything depends on where the tonic is in, in the song. So, you know, if it's the first note in the chorus. Right, then we're playing Jason Mraz. Right, you're giving the impression <laughs> that home, you know, you're at home. You start right. off, we're here, everything is good. You know, you might kind of go out on a walk, but you always wind up home, you know, right. in the end. And um, so now play, again, the chord that you've, the original happier chord, and then what you've sort of landed on. Because so, the, the one like, we're all gonna Okay, so yeah, now, so that would sound something like this, with, right. right? So we can, in putting it in context, it would sound something like... Something like that, you know, okay. it would just be right. super happy. Um, so that gives the implication that, you know, you're, you're in a bad place, but then it resolves and everything gets okay. Everything right. becomes okay. But I think what I would rather go with is something a little bit more in line with the key that we set out in the verse. So, but I kind of want to put a weird new chord in here. I can't think what I want to do. Eh, no. There's a lot of a lot of experimentation in telling myself no. The world doesn't want to go on that ride with me. Or maybe they do in a different song. Maybe they do. So, mm. Mm. I don't want to keep ending on the E though. always the verse can be anything mm -hmm. see uh, you can play the same verse that 10 million other artists have written and it's fine the only part that needs to be unique to a song is the chorus as we all know I mean it's nice if the verse is unique as well I mean, 
It's hard to get radio play, but it's definitely been done with a non-unique verse. So, hence why I didn't stress about the verse progression, and now I'm sweating. I think I think it'll come with the lyrics. We'll see what, ha what fits with, with the words. So, having lyrics with a song uh, definitely narrows the possibilities to a point where you can say, okay, uh, you know, I have these words, I know a handful of chords that convey similar emotions to the words that I'm saying right now, uh, you know, I can put them together in a timing that, that fits with the, the meter of the words, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you, you kind of narrow the possibilities, that, or at least, if anything, it's something productive to do, you know, something that you can add to in the song and progress further with instead mm -hmm. of just driving yourself insane working through the same chords over and over again. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why people connect so much to music with lyrics. Because right. when you listen to music, you know, people listen to classical music and they're like, it's fine, but when's the when's the melody line going to come in? I, I, I like songs that pop songs have words. That's right. just the way it goes, right? Right. Uh, that's half of it, right? The music is beautiful, but where are the words? But when you look at lyrics on the page, page sometimes you're like, this is idiotic. Right. This is the worst. I thought this was poetry, and it's not poetry. Right. On the page, right? But it's the combination of I'm tell I'm saying something in words, and then at the exact same time I'm saying something in music. That becomes a very sublime message. It's the synthesis of those two mm -hmm. things that makes it so good. Let's see. So we were going to talk about traffic. Specifically, traffic at a later time than is acceptable. Uh, and I was inspired earlier. So the first line is going to be, I see red. The worst nightmare for anybody on the freeway. Don't worry, it's not going to just be a talking song, although that would work. I'm not Tom Waits. I'm, I could sing like Tom Waits. Ross, you're in. <laughs> that would work. No. Uh, let's see. to that same rhyme for the entire stanza or you have to bring in a new rhyme and then it just sounds weird so let's see it's better to do I forget all of my uh, poetry terms a lot of most of most of the thing, these things are intuitive it's hard to talk about it's actually kind of helping me talking through it it's just finding the words for a lot of these things is a little more difficult than I thought so let's see So we'll do two rhymes, but we'll do the second one. Too. Mm 
is easy um it's good it's gonna be right at some point you just gotta settle on a word and then build around it you used might earlier too i did use might and might might is a good word because it's definitely a leading word and that's on a leading you know maybe maybe we should experiment with that so Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm having ideas. Okay, so that, I like where that's going. Um, I see red Driving down the interstate on Wednesday night Slow down up ahead If I have to stop, then I just might I, I'm really just instinctively, I want to go violent here, but... Uh, I'll keep it G-rated. Uh, PG. Like, you know, PG-13. PG-13. All right. Okay. We can go PG-13. Wow. All yeah, right. You're fine. Nobody under really 13. the reins on that Nobody one. Nobody under 13 is going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. It's hard to not want to get really clever, but then it just takes too much time to think. Um, so this is going to be one of those choruses, uh, I think where the punchline is going to come on the last line of the chorus. Mm -hmm. um, what that punchline is going to be is hard to say at this point. And maybe we should just make it something like traffic at 8 or something. Traffic at 8. Mm. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock traffic. doesn't have to be catchy. And if it's traffic at eight, you get you you get to put late into play. Traffic at eight. Which is very nice. That's combo. that's good. Um, uh, yeah, late, late work. So with this one, we could do two rhyming couplets. So we can start one with might. Yeah, I just might. Uh, 
this late. <laughs> so it was a late. part comes after which part <laughs> he doesn't know whether to put the feet on the top or on the side maybe this handle goes on the inside of the door just to do something a little different it doesn't have to serve a specific purpose art right so pointless to give um what would you think about doing in traffic slashing tires breaking windshields driving off of a bridge okay wait uh what's that thing the the ice ice could you could you slash tires with an ice clean ice scraper there you go ice scraper or your or keys or okay or a, a heel of eye heel so you're not you're not a woman high so heels oh, wish okay. i had <laughs> You could ask your, you could put something in my your I car. have no ideas in my car. <laughs> Definitely soccer, not five pairs. Soccer cleats that you have in the back of your trunk. Soccer cleats. Lots of things to slash tire. I've heard. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anything works. You know. Swiss Army knife. You might just carry use the Bowie knife that you carry around. Yeah. I like the idea of slashing tires with an ice scraper. That's that's got a kind of poetry to it. Um, let's see. I just might. <laughs> Slash some tires with my scraper of ice. <laughs> you can't do that. Placeholder. Place, it's a placeholder. It's not working with a placeholder. Um, yeah, okay, how about uh, slash some tires with. Oh. Slash some tires with that thing. The thing that scrapes off ice. Um. Smash some windows, even though that wouldn't be nice. Uh, really wish that. Uh, <laughs> Why they got to be doing me like this <laughs> so late? <laughs> Uh, how about 
like, why are you doing me like this? <laughs> so late. No, I don't want to pick that in somehow. Um, how would I work that? That's the other. That's the other difficulty. Having something that you want to say and fitting it in to the meter. Yeah, the construction works. Hmm. That's. Hmm. That could be. That could be the topic for the next verse. Or why the fuck did I decide to drive this late? There, that's perfect. Why the fuck did I decide to drive this late? That's hey. You have the gift. Lyrics are a bit of my thing. Oh, you have the thing. gift, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do we have so far? Um, and I just might slash some no yeah slash some tires with that thing that scrapes off ice. Smash the window, even though that would not be nice. Uh, wait. Say your line again. What was Why it? Why the fuck did I decide to drive this late? That's so good. It's already great. I mean, this is going to be on KUTX by morning. Now, we can't... We can't keep the chorus like this. Entirely. Well, can't, I guess can't isn't, isn't right. We could easily just leave it like that uh but it wouldn't make any of our ancestors <laughs> and when you're writing music you always need to make your ancestors proud so we want to put some variation in there like we had in the in the verse let's let's just start from sometimes the only way to get further is to just keep playing what you have until you can't play it anymore so time for a pre-chorus but it looks like it's just organically getting there we That's had to happens. decide between going to a happy chorus you don't have to make any decisions <laughs> just put everything in there we'll just forget about this is my masterpiece one of those it's one of those uh, harmonic idioms that goes around a lot in pop music and then sometimes you just are really happy with what you have so far so you never go any further with it and that's that's where I am with about 90% of my song um. <laughs> Jaffigate Jaffigate it's a uh, hmm 
eight words. That's what we need. Alright, and the problem here now is that you used up all your good eight words. I used up all the eight with words. With the pre-chorus. I did. You got, you got late, you got hate. Yeah. Maybe we need to go to a... Uh, maybe we need to go to another word. Let's see. It can be bad. Yeah. I, I always, but I always have a desire to finish my songs as quickly as possible. It's a desire <laughs> that I, I try to cultivate in myself. Maybe it's just fear of failure, you know? It's, it's the looming terror of... But, I mean, really, that is what it comes down to in songwriting, is just having the, the guts to finish it and say it's done. You know, sometimes I've had the guts to do it when it was it just felt right, but almost all the time it doesn't. It doesn't ever feel right, so you just kind of have to settle for what, what you have and commit to do better next time. Uh, usually, at some point, uh, after about 45 minutes, I'm like, I'm done with this. Right. How can I close it off? I don't have any more eight words left. I already have most of the chorus. Traffic at eight, traffic at eight, traffic at eight. That would be it. I'd be done. That's it. And then I'd say, ship it. You know, it could, we could just go... The oohs or lalas or something, you know, at the end. Lalas Why are not? very in right now. And you know what? Lalas are probably the best way to, uh, to allude to, to psychosis. Also wasted time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're right. in traffic, you're wasting time, la 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 la. I can't get, I can't really get anywhere. All hey, I can do is la. What better way to conclude an impromptu songwriting than with a la la chorus? Strategic la la las. You know what? We, I mean, la la choruses are making a big comeback. So mm -hmm. you, know, you hear a lot of those on the uh, let's be like the Lumineers or mm -hmm. whatever one mm -hmm. of those bands. Uh, but hey, yeah, why not? Let's traffic it a traffic it a la 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 la. Satisfied. Let's see where we're at. I want to hear Let's it. see where you are. I'm so, really okay. Curious. It's The chorus is going to be interesting. So. Okay. I'm seeing red. No. Oh. So then performance is the other part of it. <laughs> I, no, I, start again. I, I forget my own lyrics <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I let it be known, she offered me a notepad. And I gratefully refused it. Also let it be known, I don't perform my own music because I'm not good enough at any instrument. So Keenan is already a step and a half ahead of what I'm creating. You can feel free to boost my confidence like that anytime you like some tires with that thing that scrapes off ice smash a window even though that's not 
service. grown-up take on wheels on the bus, if you will. There were way more gems that came out of our session that we had to cut, but we plan to post the outtakes in a bonus session along with the final version of the song. Thanks so much for listening to our Carpenter of Sound carve out his masterpiece.